Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now, you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually when I buy them at, like, the grocery store, they're sort of, like, starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. Alyssa, what is the first appropriate day to put up holiday decorations? To, like, light them up? Okay, so, honestly, whenever it feels right. Okay. I mean, if you live in a climate where it's going to get cold and you want to put them up before it gets cold, why torture yourself? Put them up. And once they're up, are you not going to flip a switch? I feel like whenever it feels right to you, you put your lights up. Wow. The Christmas tree is different if it's fresh because you don't want it to be petrified by the time Christmas actually comes. So I'd wait on that. That's why I have fake trees. But um, yeah, whenever. What about you? What do you think? I am going to light our Christmas display uh, the night of Thanksgiving. Perfect. Sundown Thanksgiving. If you don't send me a video as soon as it is lit, I will be heartbroken. Oh, I will send you a video of us lighting it. Oh, yes! Oh, tis the season. Tis the damn season, as Taylor would say. Tis the damn season. This week, we're joined by Kara Clank and Megan Gailey to take on your mailbag questions. Like, what is lettuce for? What happens when your favorite shop owner comes out as a trumper? And how do you get through the holiday blues? All this, plus extra helpings, right now. All right, welcome to the show. This is Hysteria, the podcast where we are never overreacting. Uh, you are underreacting. I am really excited for this holiday episode. Um, per usual, we have solicited questions from you looking for advice from us. And then we get to answer those advice questions and hopefully we all have a lot of fun. So uh, I'm going to bring in our panel. Our first panelist is on this week's episode of Amazon Prime's NFL show, The Pile On. So by the time you're listening, it'll be last week's episode. Megan Gailey, welcome to Hysteria. Hi. And it was a female takeover. So three gals hosting The Pile On this, this last week. Oh my goodness. How, look, 
How emotional was it? I'm just going to ask. <laughs> we did put a shock collar on a man's neck, so it went off the rails. Yikes. Ah, oh, there we go. Good. Uh, and next, her po- shock collar. <laughs> shock collar. <laughs> I have follow-up questions, but I have so many that I think I would run out of time. Um, and rounding out the panel today, her podcast, That's Messed Up, an SVU pod, has upcoming tour dates in Orlando, Tampa, and Miami. Kara Clank, welcome back to Hysteria. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to to all three of us, in addition to me, who are here. Um, how are you celebrating this year? Chilling. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you all. Um, I'm personally having another family over and possibly some friends later for dessert and having a very low key, like each family is committing to like two or maybe three dishes and that's it. It's not going to be like a crazy thing and um i'm hoping i'm i'm doing it with somebody who is one of those people that goes yeah it's gonna be chill and then the next thing you know there's like a balloon arch you know what i mean yes yeah that is exactly who you're doing it with and she's an upgrade from me for sure well (laughs) you guys actually were both at my son's one-year birthday party which was a joint party with her son and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah let's just do a casual thing in my backyard and suddenly there was like a theme she had bought picnic blankets oh and it was a themed party it was like so she's like a real producer of like events and loves that kind of thing yeah Yeah, plus a healthy dose of south side Chicago so (laughs) you get Midwestern people out in California the wrong combination it's like a chemical reaction they take both extremes and really blow them up uh yeah 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 yeah. um Megan uh you're having a low-key Thanksgiving too yeah chilling staying in LA watching football going out to eat I think I'm gonna get surf and turf (gasps) surf and turf yeah I think I may forego the turkey and get surf and turf you know, I recently did a big road trip up California, which is huge, by the way. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you you know it like looking at a map, you're like, well, it's a big state. But then when you actually try to drive all the way up it, you're like, this is like the size of a country. It's so big. Yeah. yeah. I think that California is like really legitimately the only surf and turf state. Mm. Texas, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if you would want lobster from Galveston. I feel like Maine can surf and turf. Well, do they grow cows in Maine? Do they grow cows? Mm-hmm. Of course they grow cows. The best milk <laughs> comes from New England and America's Dairyland. Are you kidding? You're speaking to the queen of oh, America's Dairyland, and you also attended college in America's Dairyland. No. Disagree, disagree, disagree. Lots of places <laughs> have good cows, I'm just going to say. Wow. You have the best foliage in the Northeast, I would say. We do have good foliage. But you do not have the best dairy. But I'm just saying, if you're in Maine or coastal Massachusetts, you okay. can probably get a legit surf and turf. Not as good as... California, but legit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Let's get into solicited advice. Um, Those of you who have heard episodes like this before, you know that we have our producer, Caroline, read us the questions, and then we all just kind of wing it with a a lot of responsibility, right? We responsibly issue advice. Um, So Caroline's voice, you're going to hear her asking us questions, and you're going to hear us answer. So without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, um, I'm going to start with a really hard-hitting question. Um, this is from Instagram. What's the point of lettuce? Like, why? Wow. Wow. It is a salad dressing delivery mechanism. So I love salads. 
unpopular opinion. I also love a lettuce cup. Love a lettuce, like a chicken larb or something like that. And, and people obviously are very down on iceberg. I love iceberg. I think iceberg serves a great purpose. A wedge is delicious. A wedge is so, so good. good. So good. So there's your answer. Listen, I'm going out to eat. <laughs> I mean, you also need leafy greens. Like, I don't know. I don't get what this person is asking. Like you, you know, I'm like borderline iron deficient at all times because I don't eat um, meat. A lot of women are, you know, and so I got to get those greens into me. And um, I love a romaine. I love iceberg on a sandwich. I also love to make a sandwich wrapped in lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. A little roll up. Yeah. An unwitch. Um, I'm not convinced this question isn't just from my husband (laughs) (laughs) who agrees with this person. There are lettuce haters out there. I think lettuce is a great, it's like an excuse to eat truly crappy food and feel like it's fine. Like a salad that's like mostly meat and cheese. Mm -hmm. You can like feel better about just like, you don't want to eat just like a plate of mostly meat and cheese. Because you didn't put it on bread. Right, exactly. Or you can like, I do a a Instapot buffalo chicken, like shredded buffalo chicken. Mm, Delicious. It is delicious, but I feel very bad about myself if I eat it in a bun. But if you eat it in like a lettuce wrap, you can have like six of them. It cancels out. It's fine. I think you need to add that recipe in show notes. That sounds good. It's a very simple and it doesn't take very much time, but my husband thinks it's complicated and he's like, can you make that thing you make? And it's like, yes, so could a high functioning four-year-old. Like it is, it's pretty easy. I'll bring Rosie over and we'll try it out. (laughs) Listen, it also adds a much needed crunch, I think, to a lot of things. A burger is like pretty soft and Mm -hmm. without a little crunch of lettuce. Oh, yeah. Come on. And I'm talking about a veggie burger, of course, but still, I love a a crunch. (laughs) The crunch is important in stuff like a tuna salad sandwich, egg salad sandwich. You need BLT. Oh, yes. Exactly. You can't have a BT. (laughs) Definitely BLT. That's like almost all the way to a BTK, which nobody wants. That sounds like a strip club. Butts and tits. (laughs) We need the L. We need the L to keep it from being butts and tits. (laughs) We fucking dragged this person. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? It was a bold question and it was confrontational and we responded with confrontation. Um, All right, Caroline, next question. Okay, the next question is also from Instagram and they ask, how do you feel about age gaps in relationships? Like... 26 versus 36, but I'm going to widen it. Bigger gaps too. Who's the boy and who's the girl? And Or are we talking like a queer relationship? All and any relationships. I think once the frontal lobe has developed, which we tend to think is around 25, 25 to like 60 is probably a large age gap that we would think is strange. But like when someone's 30 to 40, I go, they're the same age, especially if it's man to woman. A 10 year age gap is nothing to me. Even up to 20 years, I go, it doesn't bug me. What does bug me is under 25. It's like you're, you want to be with a child and that's not legal. Yeah. Like Billie Eilish's Billie Eilish's boyfriend is 10 years older than her, but has known her since she was 15. Yeah, I don't like that. You know what I mean? That's weird. Mm-hmm. She's like 20 and I think he's 35 or something. Nope, nope, nope. Like, so there's that kind of thing. It's like, I agree with you on the frontal lobe thing. I feel like once you hit 25, it's like all bets are off. I feel like I was online dating when I was in my late 20s a little bit and was like, 
I was like 27 and I was like, I'd go up to 45. I mean, I would, I, you know, like I was not, I didn't care at all. I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like it's age ain't nothing but a number to quote Aaliyah, rest in peace. Oh, the context in which she wrote that song was very problematic, but I still feel like she deserves to be heard. <laughs> she shouldn't have been with that man. <laughs> yeah. I think the older the younger partner is, the less of a big deal it is. Yes. Yep. So I think, you know, somebody's over 25 and there was somebody who's 10 years older than them. Of course, like, there are going to be outliers that are exceptions to the rule. I'm not making rules, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be outliers, but I think in general, a man in his late 30s going out with a woman in her mid-20s is a little bit like, uh, like borderline. But if that same age gap existed between a uh younger partner who was 30 and an older partner who was in their early 40s, it would be less, like, weird. And, like, the older the younger the younger partner gets, the less bizarre or the less, like, weird, you know, the less, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My hubs and I got married. We're 10 years apart. I was 38 and he was 48. Not 58. Oh, boy. 38 and 48. And it was, like, fine. I mean, I just, he knew a lot more about money than I did. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I bring my thrift savings uh, plan to this relationship. But other than that, it was like, oh, it felt fine. But I was 38. So yeah, because think about like 70 to 90. I go, great. That's the same. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> you two kids have fun. Um, I do think that in within the context of hetero relationships, men who are like around 40 who go for women who are in their 20s, I think that, like, underlying that in a lot of cases is, like, an insecurity about themselves because, like, the younger a younger partner is, the less they know about the world, generally speaking, and the more likely they are to be impressed by somebody who's, like, fully mediocre. Um, Yeah. And so I feel like mediocre men – I mean, you see it on, like, 90 Day Fiance and, like, dating shows and stuff. (laughs) People that deliberately go for people that are a lot younger than them – and who are under 30, it, a lot of times it betrays the fact that they know deep down that they're not that interesting and they got to get them young while they're still mm. impressionable. Uh, that being said, the biggest age gap that I went out with was uh, I went out with somebody who was 17 years older than me and uh, we dated for like several months and it was fine. Um, the only difference was like every once in a while – would bump up against things where it was just like, oh, you're old. And then thinking, and also like sometimes I would think about like how old he was when I was doing things like learning how to ride a bicycle. And it's like, yeah, you were like in the army. Like, that's so weird. It's <laughs> so weird. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's like a universal answer to this question, but I do think generally speaking, the older, the younger partner, the less weird a big age gap is, if that makes sense. But I have to say, every time I go ew about it, it's because it's somebody that's like under 25. Like anytime I hear one where my instinct is to go, ugh, it's because the, per- the one person is under 25. Yeah. Right. Yes. A thousand. Although I saw something about Jesse Waters, who I'm sorry to even speak his name on this podcast because this is a safe space. Oh, an alum of my college, just FYI. <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> I think we went there at the same time. I think he's like a class ahead of me, but I, don't, I didn't know him. He looks 
terrible. Well, I was cool, so I don't think I knew him. I went to parties. Yeah, he's red state aging for sure. Um, <laughs> he he uh, was married to his first wife, who was like his same age, and then he left her because he was having an affair with a producer on his own show who was like 27, and then they got married and like had a kid. And there's something about that that gives me the ick, like a, a person leaving their like age-appropriate spouse and going out with somebody that's like 15 years younger than them. It's such a cliche. And who you met when you were in a position of power. Like, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it depends if I don't like you. If I don't like you, a huge age gap is like always <laughs> There is no benefit of the doubt. No. If this is someone I like, I'm like, listen to this story. They met at work. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Okay, uh, Caroline, next question. Okay, next question from Instagram. How do you deal with heartbreak, depression during the holidays? How do you deal with it during the holidays? Um... Is the depression from the heartbreak? I think treat them as two different things. You're heartbroken and then also if you're depressed. Okay. Tough times during the holidays, essentially, I guess. Yeah. I will say this. I think that one good thing about the holiday season, we a, a few years ago, a couple years ago, 2020, Josh and I, my husband and I, we weren't, yeah, we just gotten married. We couldn't go home for the holidays, obviously, because of COVID. And... Both of us had always really enjoyed Christmas with our respective families. And we were really sad about the fact that we couldn't do the thing we normally did. And I know that the, this is a very minor heartbreak in the, in the scope of heartbreaks. But so what we did was we found um, like a L, like on LAist, they're like, here are the best neighborhoods for Christmas lights in Los Angeles. And we sketched out this like fun evening of like driving to different Christmas light displays and looking at them together. And we took our dog, we put like a hat on him and like walked or like just looked at all the lights and we got pizza from this place that we really liked. We ate it in our car in the parking lot of the pizza place. Um, But I look back on that and it was really special and nice. And like we were making the best of it. And I think one thing that happens during the holidays is that more spaces feel public than do during the rest of the year because people decorate. They invite people to come and, like, see things. Stores decorate, like, public. Every town has decorations up. And so I would say if you can get out into the world and appreciate the fact that you're in, like, a shared space that people are willingly sharing with you um, by decorating, uh, then that's one way to kind of cope with it just on a short-term basis. Just take an evening where you're like, I'm going to drive around and look at the lights I'm going to walk by all these stores and look at the lights. I'm going to go to this mall that decorates and see see what they're doing. It's kind of a little – it's just not going to fix things, but it might make that night feel special to you even though you're feeling sad. Mm-hmm. I think I would add on to that if you're in a position to be able to like give back and go whew, hand out turkeys, work at – a, a place that's giving out meals. Little toys for tots. Yeah, sponsor a family, those type of things. And then you're also kind of building in that you're going to be around other people and 
gosh, is it self-serving to be like, I'm going to give back so I feel better 100%, but you're also doing a good thing at the same time. And don't cancel your therapy. Like if your therapist is like, oh, I got to go to Bermuda. It's like, okay, great. Then let's get on Zoom. Uh, I think the holidays ends up being really, really difficult for people that have lost people or estranged from loved ones, any circumstance like that. So whatever your typical mental health regimen is, you got to keep it up. You got to take your medicine. You are going to be probably drinking and eating and doing those things that maybe don't make us feel good. So make sure you're checking in, going for walks and and still meeting with your therapist if you have one. And I also feel like if you know what's going to make you sadder, do the opposite. Like even if it's unconventional, you know what I mean? Like one year I um, I had to spend Christmas kind of by myself and that's such a big deal. It's the first time I hadn't been with my family. The Mary Tyler Moore year? Yes. Oh. The Mary Tyler Moore year when Mary Tyler Moore eats the peanut butter and jelly sandwich alone in her house. Um, but I thought to myself, if I just stay home, I'm going to feel sad. And I was like, if I go out someplace festive, you know, I was like worried I'd look I'm, – I'm using air quotes. I'd look pathetic. And it was like, no. You know what? Fuck that. I want to be – I want to have a delicious cocktail. I want to have dinner. I'm not going to like sit in my house or my hotel room as the case would be by myself and just do the opposite – like, no. So I went out by myself. And then ultimately someone ended up joining me and it was very funny. But like, look – Everyone at Christmas time has a Jewish friend that wants to understand the magic of Christmas Eve. Find that person and go to Nobu with them. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Lifetime movie. Kisses, kisses, Eric Schultz, if you're listening. Indeed. (laughs) Um, Kara, do you have anything to add? Yeah, maybe skip the family stone this year, you know? You don't have to watch that movie this year. Just um, skip the... (laughs) What's so great about you guys? I love that movie. I watch it a hundred times during the season. But if you're feeling sad, maybe. I did really like the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. So if you're looking for a fun romp, maybe put that one on. I'm saving that one. The Sarah Ramos one is good too. Kismet Christmas. Highly recommend. See? We came up with so many trite ways for you to not feel sad at the holidays. (laughs) I would say also like if you have the means to just extract yourself from whatever circumstances you're in just for a couple days. Like if you live in a place where it's possible for you, like Airbnbs over actual Christmas are are like kind of not as expensive. Like you could get an Airbnb for like two nights, go to a rental cabin, go stay in a hotel. There's this hotel in, um, in Minneapolis that I used to always stay at like the night before I went to my family's house. And it's become like this, kind of tradition. I don't know. Find find a way to like get yourself out of the physical space that you're in. Um, That might Mm -hmm. kind of help things too. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe Mushroom Coffees will keep you focused all day long. 
Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I, mean, I just like, I, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, you got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time yeah. when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast. No dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito. <laughs> not, not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have to. I refuse to be uncomfortable I refu- if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on oh. a, like a couch nap. You know, you have like a, oh yeah. you've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just like lay down for 20 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put a a blazer and like— Denim shirt. Denim Denim shirt, blazer, leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. That's perfect. He is like I think my my dad is one of those people that just like beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're 
they look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now. And I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip. And they still looked great. It was like, Dad, your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Okay, next question comes from Gina, and she says, To my fellow sports fans out there, how do you reconcile your fandom with the flaming mess issues these leagues seem to condone? I'm talking Colin Kaepernick, you know, all the other ones. I love them, but (laughs) I can't think of another one. Deshaun Watson, I love them, but sometimes I feel like I should hate them. What do you think? (laughs) Deshaun Watson, yes. The World Cup being where it's oh yeah i feel like i should just go to the bathroom and let megan talk for five minutes (laughs) yeah like meg i have nothing to add here megan enjoy yourself i'm like oh my god finally the (laughs) spinoff podcast i've been waiting to do um so i think gina it's great the first step is acknowledging (laughs) that there's a problem so you have done that you're not burying your head in the sand and i think that what I try and tell myself is there is good with bad in this world. And the things that I love about the NFL are the fact that it gives me something that my family all enjoys. I I took my son to Las Vegas last weekend so he could see his grandma so I could go to a Colts <laughs> game. Okay. So my son got to see his grandma. So there there is bad, but that's just the that's unfortunately the reality in 2022. A lot of things have downside to it. And there are some positives that you could invest your energy into. There are female refs now. Uh, There's a first black female president of the Raiders. And so I think to celebrate those wins while also giving a voice to the things that really suck and holding personally accountable the Deshaun Watsons of the world because the reality is the NFL didn't just fail us the the legal system also did so it, it goes so many steps beyond just like the NFL sucks it's like well as a society we kind of suck and are we all gonna opt out fully 
I wish, but we can't, you know, we got to drive on these damn roads. So you acknowledging it is the first step. And oh, their kids are so cute too. The Patriots, an organization I hate. They just held a held a baby shower for single mothers at Gillette Stadium. Like there there are wins happening and and you can put your energy and your finances towards those things that you like within the sports. Mm-hmm. Also, Megan, have you been listening to World Corrupt? No, I need to. It's so good. Okay, so Tommy Vitor uh has a podcast about the World Cup and the moral problems like mm-hmm, around yeah. it and it's it's a really really great i've been listening to it while i clean which is my like self-care now is listening to podcasts while i clean um yeah but it's it's really interesting it's really great it's really thoughtful i think there are a lot of people who wrestle with moral issues when it comes to consuming sport but like megan said those issues carry over to almost every aspect of entertainment there's no type of entertainment that has no problematic issue baked into it. That doesn't mean that sports get off the hook and nothing should be fixed and nobody should feel conflicted about watching sports, but sports are not the only thing, you know, watch any movie, any movie that was like an award-winning movie in the, in the nineties to the two thousands had like a wine. Harvey. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's, it's not possible to consume uh, with a, uh, ethically, I guess, it, totally ethically. And um, I guess you just kind of have to, I mean, I, I stopped watching the NFL for a while because I was just like, I think this is bad, but came back to it because it's like, I guess everything's bad. I can't add anything. I don't watch any professional sports. No, no. Mine's low key. <sighs> What do you do with the part of your, I'm not like, what do you do with your brain? I'm like, what could I do with my, what do you do with the part of your brain? Oh, that you I think? mean, I watch every franchise of The Real Housewives. But so do I. Well, and this is when people are like, I don't watch prestige TV. I really don't. Like, I'm like, I have sports and I have my reality and that sort of, and then, and I, I and I check in, you know, I saw yeah. Game of Thrones, White Lotus, but, it, but Breaking Bad, <laughs> seen four episodes and I go, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I do like the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah. And Rihanna, Rihanna is doing the halftime show and- and that's really something we can get behind. <laughs> I got to support a working mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from Katie. I like supporting our town's small local business when I can. One of my favorites is a sort of combination farm stand and store for other local vendors to sell their small batch food, coffee products, fresh bakery items, and crafts. They also do quite a bit for the community, organizing and sponsoring events, including for kids. My heart sank when they put a huge Ron Johnson sign in front of their business. (gasps) Do I keep shopping here knowing that I'm supporting a business owner who very likely have very different views on some important issues to me? Oh, this strikes at the core. Yeah, Alyssa, I bet you know about this. Though I'm happy to say that most of my farm stands either didn't put signs out or put surprisingly blue signs out. And I was like, girl, I thought you were MAGA this whole time. And, and they weren't. <laughs> but I would. here's what I would say. The person who owns the farm store may have put the Ron Johnson sign up, but all of the stuff they sell 
could be from local farms and craftspeople from around the county. And those people still want your business. And those people may or may not abide by the Ron Johnson sign outside. So I guess I would say I did. There was one farm stand. They have new ownership now. But long time ago, when you walked in behind the cash register, there was like this dollar bill and I couldn't really see it. And it was a very racially inappropriate picture of Barack Obama. And I was like, I can't go here. So I've never been back. But... The Ron Johnson sign unto itself, I think, is an expression, I guess. You know, it's not it's not a racially inappropriate sign. I mean, actually, Ron Johnson's terrible, but but support the people whose are whose goods are being sold in the store. So that in that specific example where it's a, it's a store that that is sort of like a broker for smaller businesses, right. I get it. But like let's say it's your local pizzeria. You like to support your local pizzeria? That would be different to me. And they have a sign up for Trump or they have a sign up for Ron Johnson. Like that's different, you think? That I think it's different. I think since these people are sort of like almost a co-op or a or a way for these other people to get their goods sold and have eyeballs on them, I think that's different. If it, for example, if it was just a farm stand and all the money went to them and, and nobody else was sort of helped, I would probably drive by. Isn't it interesting how like these business owners, whoever they may be, have a business that is in direct contrast with a politician that they're supporting. Like when you run down the things that they do, you go, oh, I would imagine based on this, your viewpoints will be this, yet you're you're off the reservation and, and have taken a totally different, like it's almost they're putting more, they're, they're kind of canceling each other out where it's like they're doing this good thing and they're throwing their vote into the toilet when when they are selecting this person. But I'm hoping their goodwill of this other part of their life does cancel it out. I don't know. I'm, I just want you to be able to go get your apples too. I mean, can I offer a little bit of pushback here? I would say that even if, if you live in a town where you don't really have a choice, if it's like a smaller town, like, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of a person that has a million places I could go to. And if there are two pizzerias and one has a Trump sign in the window and the other one doesn't, and they're equally good. But I also think that maybe um, these people who are small town farm stand owners who are supporting Ron Johnson, like the people that really benefit from GOP policies want us to be at odds with the small town, like, owners of a farm stand who think that these, like, the Koch brothers represent their interests. Because the Koch brothers really are guiding the entire agenda of the GOP. So what really should be happening is you, the the question asker, should be teaming up with a farm stand owner to understand that the enemy is capitalism, you know? And, like, if you stop... I guess if you stop going to the farm stand, which, you know, for the reasons the other panelists have mentioned, I don't think is like necessarily a bad thing to do. Uh, But if you stop doing that, you you effectively cut off what little dialogue you have with these people. And I think that there's some value in 
keeping communication channels open with people in your town that disagree with you politically, because eventually we'll all realize that we all have the same enemy. And that is like the ultra wealthy. And we are all going to have a giant Thanksgiving dinner where we eat them together one day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think what Aaron is saying is give Trump a chance. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, I mean, it just it's Wisconsin is rough right now, man. It's really rough. And I don't blame the question asker for being like, oh, should I even go? But I think that there's some value in like retaining relationships with people that you disagree with politically if you can stomach it, because I think eventually what needs to happen is all of us need to realize that we have a, a common cause and a common enemy. And like the super rich are not on your side. Um, we can be on each other's sides. So that's my Pollyanna take on things. Yeah. And you can lure them over. Exactly. Just be cool. You know, be so cool they can't resist you. I've done some work with my guys at the dump. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The dump guys? No, 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 I promise. Because my car has bumper stickers on it, so I'm a walking billboard for my beliefs. And they're like, ah, we thought better of you, Bernie. And I was like, you listen to me right now. And now we're best friends. And they're like, Mom, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) The dump guys don't like Bernie? What is going on? They didn't say I was right. They're like, maybe you're right. Okay. Give Bernie 10 minutes at that dump and he'll have them all on his team. They'll all have socialism hats on. (laughs) Okay. Going to do a few more. Um, This one is from Shelby. I will try to read this one. Okay. Um, I have an 11th month old baby girl and I work from home. So I have a part-time nanny 30 hours a week. I can barely afford this, but I desperately want my daughter home, and my husband makes about 30K less than I do, so me not working is not an option. In addition to having her home, we rarely go anywhere because my daughter hates the car and is easily overwhelmed. I'm scared of COVID and other illnesses for her. I'm afraid of gun violence, car accidents, you name it, and my mama anxiety thinks about how it can hurt her. Some of my friends have made comments about how it's, quote, sad that she doesn't see people all the time or how I'm completely engulfed in motherhood. And it makes me feel defensive because I'm actually really happy being a bit of a hermit with my baby and soaking in every second. But their comments make me feel self-conscious at times my question is am i wrong for essentially keeping her from the world oof Kara, do you want to start with this one listen it's not right or wrong no one knows what they're doing exactly i'm a firm believer in socializing children i put my kid into daycare early but you know we all have different feelings you know like i wanted to get a little bit of my life back and have more some more daytime hours to work and I couldn't afford a nanny so I had to do a daycare situation and so I feel you on the money part of trying to figure out how to you know but I think by one year old we I I'm just telling you like my personal thing is my personal belief is that by one year old, we got to get our kids out in the world. Like I understand there's worries about vaccinations and illness and stuff, but that's how your kids build an immune system. That's how your kids relate to other people. That's how they, they got to start seeing the world. I mean, you're going to start noticing so much more. Their language blows up immediately when they start getting around other kids and getting out there in the world. And um, I think you can get anything done also. And if you don't want to do this, then you can just say, fuck this girl and not listen to a word I have to say. It's totally up to you what you want to do with your kid. I'm just saying like, do things baby steps. Maybe like put your kid into like a more one morning a week of daycare and see how it feels. Or you know what I mean? Like, I think there's ways you can 
baby steps. Like if you don't want to go in the car, maybe there's like a chill playground near you that you can walk to or something and just start getting out there and doing things like little by little. But I do think that like coming out of the pandemic, you're not alone in feeling like, yes, let me just be in my hermetically sealed home with my kid and my family where like nothing can hurt us. And I know that the world is very scary, but I do think it's like we got to kids got to get out there, in my opinion. I think, too, the more you expose your child to the car, to restaurants, the more adapted they're going to be to it. So the longer you hold them in, it's only going to get worse for you, too, because the kids are, oh my gosh, they'll be fine. Like a wise philosopher named Aaron Ryan once told me they reset at three years old and they don't remember anything before that anyways. So the kid's going to (laughs) be fine. I think it's going to be psychologically difficult for you to walk across that, that bridge though. So I I totally agree with Kara and, and the baby steps. It also sounds like with your friends that maybe like you've been saying, well, I don't want to get I don't want to get germs. And what you really should be saying is, I do like to be at home with my baby, which is a totally fine explanation. You don't have to qualify anything to anybody. And we all do it. And I'm giving this advice to myself actually right now. If you want to do something with you and your husband and your baby, you do it. You don't need to tell anybody why you want to do it. And then, but when you do go, well, it's, there's gun violence and, and I don't want to get in the car and, and, and the list of things that are extremely valid, then I think you open yourself up to criticism when there really isn't anything to criticize. Be at home with your baby. That's totally fine. But you know, let's go to a Chili's. Okay. Let's get out there. <laughs> let's get out there and get some queso somewhere. If you're going to risk getting over your anxiety, go somewhere better than Chili's. Megan, at least a Benihana. <laughs> oh, of course, no. Of course. I think a Benihana is very overwhelming for a child. I have seen multiple oh, children joking, meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meltdown city at a Benihana. Yeah. I, I, w- I was saying, a, a, you know, a national brand. Let's get out and get some queso. And yeah, your baby's going to cry. Who fucking cares? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I completely agree. Like, if you wait till two, three, that is going to be way harder. They're opinionated. All they of can you. talk. It's, like, going to be really hard on all of you. I recently kind of wrote, because my daughter just turned one, and I recently, like, wrote something for my newsletter about um, things I wish that I could, like, go back in time and tell myself during the first year. And one of those things was, like, Like, I I was very anxious after she was born when she was really small. And I don't know if my anxiety was just requisite maternal anxiety or if it it was something diagnosable. Um, But it was hard, you know? Like, I I was really anxious. And part of the way that that anxiety manifested was that it was hard for me to leave the house with her because it just felt overwhelming, the number of things that I had to do. I have to bring her bag, and I have to make sure there's enough diapers and wipes, and I have to make sure that I have toys and, and all this stuff. And like, what if, do I have a cover? Do I have a this? Do I have a this? Like, and the thing I wish I could tell myself is that it's always nerve-wracking to do a new thing with a baby. It's always so nerve-wracking. You don't know what you're doing. It's awkward. Everything takes four times as long. But the only way you get better at it is if you do it yourself. So not only does your baby need practice, but you need practice. You need to practice what it's like to get the baby out of the house. So here are a couple of concrete things that I would say that you can practice on your own terms. Because also when when I'm experiencing anxiety, if, if, if someone is like, be less anxious, do the thing that's making you anxious, that makes me just like clench up 
so much more. It's so unhelpful to be encouraged by someone who's like, why don't you just like get out of the house? No, no. Uh, here's what you should do. Do it on your terms. Um, but just schedule like practice sessions where you're in a like low stakes environment. And here is a place where I felt um, it was helpful for us. So we, uh, there, there are a couple like little diners in our neighborhood that are not sceny, not overcrowded, um, not busy. They have like uh, child high chairs and, you know, it's low key during a time that it is not like very, very not busy at the diner. So like two or 3 PM, just go with your kid there and, and just practice. Nobody else is going to be there. You can just order like a kid's side dish, order yourself something tip generously, obviously, but if they cry, who cares? There's like nobody there. If, uh, if it's too stressful, who cares? You can leave. Just, just try it like that. I, I have like a really good recommendation for a travel, um, baby seat that you can like clip onto chairs. That's not like plastic and you can just roll it up. We can put it in show notes, but that was really helpful for us to like practice being at restaurants and being in public. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that you should just like Kara said, it's important to get kids out of the house, but, I also think and, and appreciate that you need to do it on your own terms and figure out ways to do it on your own, own terms and not feel like you're bucking to pressure because I know that just makes things worse when you're anxious. Um, all right, Caroline, do we have time for like a couple more, one more? Yeah, I was going to do one more and end on kind of a fun high note. Okay, this one's from Instagram. What are your holiday gift go-tos? Ooh, Alyssa, I bet you're so good at this. I do. I do have some couple things. One, I love an advent calendar for people. You can mm. give it around Thanksgiving. You guys, I've done nothing but talk like Stefan from SNL today. I swear to God. Let's <laughs> – so they make so many different kinds of advent calendars now. There are some that are like totally non-denominational that are like winter themed or holiday themed. It's not just like Santa coming down the chimney and you're opening up one every day. But they have uh, – I bought a couple this year that are fancy caramels on the inside and it's just like a winter scene and it's kind of nice because it helps you help people – or you're helping people sort of anticipate the holiday or – you know, give somebody something to look forward to every night after dinner. They have their little caramel. They come with wine. You can get them. Bon Maman makes them for jam. I'm a what? huge. Yes. I don't think I'm not. Don't think I didn't raise one eyebrow and be like, okay, next year I'm doing advent calendars. Oh, but my God. I do. I uh, I love it. I love that. That's my favorite. They have like beauty advent calendars too are really good. They do. There's so many different kinds and I just think it's like they're usually not too expensive and it's a nice way to help celebrate. Kara, Megan? Ay, ay, ay. I don't have a go-to for holidays. Wow, I'm shocked by that. Uh, well, I mean. Tell the florist tip you told me last night. Oh, if I'm going, well, I was going to say, if I'm going to a holiday party, I usually just bring wine. But, um, okay, well, Megan was trying to order flowers for a friend of ours, and I just gave her this tip that I got, because she said it was, like, kind of hard over the phone to describe, Megan. It was, like, hard to describe, with, like, what they wanted. I just got overwhelmed. Like, it was like, do I go yeah. succulent? Do I go sunflowers? Do I go lily? Like, you just, it's so exciting. Like, they're all so pretty that it's hard to choose. Yeah, and I was saying that I had a boss who was um, obsessed with birthdays, and I had to order birthday flowers for every single person he ever knew, and the tip that I always was, that I was given, that I always 
always use was I would call a florist and I would say, I'd like a monochromatic arrangement for $100 or $85, like whatever mm-hmm. your price point is. And it always looked great. Like just the monochromatic of it. I don't know. Like they would always make it look great and like kind of mod. And I love yeah, that. Like not like a grocery store bouquet. I thought that was a great tip. Um, So I really like this eucalyptus uh, like spritz. It's called Caudalie. I think it's a, it's a French company. They sell them in small travel sizes at every single Sephora. They're under $20. And like it's something that I spritz on my skin Ooh. after like a, it, it, after a shower, before bed. It's just like a really nice refresh. And I think men and gals can use it. And then last year I had a friend make homemade I don't know if we would call it wassail or like a like a Christmas jarred beverage and it was so good it may have been alcoholic now that I think about it but it was so delicious that I think a homemade holiday gift always like means so much when you get it I'm not making them, but I always <laughs> appreciate when I receive no, them. No, but like a little mulled wine. That's what it was, mulled wine. Thank you. Oh, I love mulled wine. The crescent cookies. No, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. That's nice. Because also everyone is busy getting ready for the holidays. And so when you bring something like that, it's like they don't have to do it. And it's a nice treat. I like that very much. I feel like such a dork. I feel like I should have some go-tos, but I can't think of them. Can I give a couple more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a couple other things that I really love. If they have uh if they if they have like a Christmas tree, I like to go to this shop in town. You can buy them on Etsy, whatever, and get some ornaments for the tree. It's sold by the um the folks who run the adult education center. And so all the proceeds go to helping them and some of the adults work in the store, which is always nice. And then also I stole this from Ina Garten, but it's such a nice gift. Go buy just like a beautiful jar. It doesn't have to be expensive. Get some vanilla and some vodka and make them homemade vanilla extract. It lasts forever. You can tie a nice beautiful bow around it, but it's such a nice gift. I actually ordered a lot of vanilla beans this year to try to do it. Wait, so vanilla extract is alcohol and vanilla? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And it's really expensive because vanilla is like... We have talked about this on the show. There's been droughts. Yeah, real vanilla is unbelievably expensive. And so making your own extract is like, it's like a, it's a treat, first of all. It tastes so much better. And it tastes better. It's Ina's favorite. Megan and I are going to be doing shots of vanilla extract <laughs> at Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, so my go-to's... So my family is very far away. They're in the Midwest and I'm on the West Coast. And so um, I don't really have the ability to travel with a lot of like stuff with me. So what I will do is really drill down into like hardcore investigating what the best restaurant is within a like 20 mile radius. Oh, yeah. Of where people go like Mm -hmm. and then get them a gift certificate. And I think for like, you know, first of all, it benefits the local restaurant. Uh, the local restaurants really love selling gift certificates. Mm-hmm. Second, um, it if like the people you're buying that gift for um, like have children, it like gives them a date night where it's like, okay, we're going to this place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Third, it means I have to carry less shit. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah, that's that's the thing. I I got my parents a gift certificate for their anniversary or for my mom's birthday or a holiday or whatever. There's a restaurant in the twin. The Twin Cities has a great like food scene, and there's this restaurant that's like, uh, it's it's run by the sh- the Sioux chef, and it's all like indigenous 
American foods. It like served like at an elevated, like high cuisine level. And I got them a gift certificate for that. And they had a great time and it wasn't a restaurant they normally would go to. They just got, you know, a, a, a chance to go to that. So like a high end, nice restaurant in town, even if it's like not enough to cover the entire bill, like, you know, it's, they're more likely to actually treat themselves by, by doing that. I feel like there's usually um, specials this time of year that are like, buy one gift certificate, get another gift. There's a lot, because the restaurants do really push those this time of year. So I think you get a little more bang for your buck with them too. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, like gift certificates, some people think that they're like, um, impersonal, even though I love giving them because I also love receiving them. Mm-hmm. But I think restaurant mm-hmm. gift certificates are different because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like you picked the restaurant. You're buying them dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really fun. Yeah, it's like a totally different thing. And I do that is a I would say that is a go to for me as well. And we all are like, where are we going to go? I think that's a, like a hack joke at this point. What do you want for dinner? And then the woman just like keels over and dies. So they've planned it for you. I had one more. A fruit of the month club. If it is in your budget, I'm not going to lie. We have a friend who so many years ago got us a Harry and David subscription. And I was like, uh, oh, what a treat. What a joy. It's like citrus in the winter. It's delicious pears in the fall. It's cherries and strawberries. It's a treat. And so if that's in your budget, too. I think it's fun. There's all kinds of like of the month clubs too, like bacon. Like my friend is really into Japan, like all Mm -hmm. like Japanese stuff. And we got her Japan of the month. We got her like a little like Japan of the month thing where she gets like little Japanese, like, (laughs) like stickers and candies and stuff like Ah. that, like once a month for, and I think we did it for like six months. I don't know if we did it for like the whole year. Totemo i desne. Um, uh, origato. (laughs) Um, Oh, another thing, if I have to do, uh, if I want to do something that's like physical for them to like open, um, a nice bottle of wine is a go-to, mm-hmm. like a like a nice bottle of wine, something upwards of like an upwards of $30 bottle of wine where it's like somebody wouldn't just like pick it up at the grocery store, you know, um, or a nice candle. And I know that sounds kind of like Whatever. I'm not talking like a $10 candle. I mean like a a nice candle. You're talking diptyque status. Yeah, like a (laughs) diptyque level. But you can get like multi-packs of diptyque candles and like gift them individually. And they, Mm -hmm. first of all, they're great. But they are kind of like if you're in a position where you're like, "Uh, do I buy this diptyque candle for myself? You're probably not going to because it seems like a little bit of a silly amount to spend on yourself. But it's also not a silly amount to spend on another person. Um, And they they travel well. They smell great. They last a long time. So, um, yeah. Or jam. Alyssa Master Monaco jam. Or jam. I was just moving my head to show you all the diptyque candles over here. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, too, Etsy is a great place to go because there are so many different things. And, like, last year, two separate people got me dish towels that said, sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? And... That just tells you a lot about how much I like cheese because two separate people in my life got me that. Kara, I'm going to send you a cheese gift from Wisconsin. That's another thing. Send her a cheese head. A cheese head. Curds. She needs squeaky curds. Oh, no. I'm going to eat <laughs> edible cheese. So there is like a dairy near where I grew up. Actually, Alyssa, I've sent you this gift as well. 10 out of 10. So yeah. good. So there's like this great dairy near where I grew up that Burnett Dairy, shout out to to Burnett Dairy. Um, But they make incredible like hard cheeses and around the holiday you can send like a like a gift basket of like 
cheese curds or like they have this like, yeah, it's really, and they make like really good like cheddar. Did they burn down? Oh, it did. It's, there's a whole thing about it. I think it should be a podcast. Oh, yes. I love those. It may have been a lover's quarrel gone bad that resulted in arson. Arson of a small town cheese factory uh, as a result of, but you know, that's, that's a lot to get into. Uh, But they're still making cheese. uh, They, they are fully still operational. But yes, the Burnett Dairy did have a massive fire um, that, yeah. But yeah, I think like, yeah, local cheese, local like, uh, like, olives if you live in a place that does like olives um i sent olive oil recently like brightland olive oil which is so good the sponsor of the podcast they do like gift baskets um i i don't love love giving things that are just going to be in people's houses forever uh, i prefer to like give consumables where they don't have to like worry about like where am i going to put this the next time i move um yeah and like kara said etsy is a great spot great spot um and and now that i know about your cheese thing i'm gonna my parents send me so much (laughs) i don't like the blues and the stinky ones but i like a lot of other cheeses and i think wisconsin's right up my alley oh my god there is a place in madison and i will send you a link to the place that does a bloody mary with a garnish that has like three different types of cheeses on it Mm. oh hell yeah yeah yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> um, I think, is that all the time we have, Caroline? That is all the time we have for today. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty, a.k.a. Sandy Petty. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last 10 years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts. Your home is your place of peace. It's clean. It's welcoming. (sighs) And it's definitely not crawling with invading insects if you use Ortho Home Defense Max. Use it indoors on non-porous surfaces to treat and prevent cockroaches, spiders, and ants for up to 12 months. So your home can stay your place of peace, your work-from-home office, and your family's headquarters. Kill bugs inside, keep bugs outside, and love your home. Visit ortho.com for more.
Okay, before we get to Sandy Petty, a little bit of housekeeping. The Crooked Store and Crooked Coffee just launched a huge Black Friday sale in time for the holidays. We're offering 25% off site-wide with code SAVE25. This includes merch from your favorite Crooked Podcasts and Crooked Coffee's five-star rated What a Morning Medium and Dark Roasts. I love that so much. We'll be donating a portion of the proceeds to Vote Save America's Every Last Vote Fund to ensure that every single person who wants to vote can have their voice heard. The offer ends Monday, November 28th, so head to crooked.com slash holiday to shop and learn more. All right, we have almost reached the end of this very special Thanksgiving, or if you live somewhere besides the U.S., random Thursday in November edition of Hysteria, uh, but we're not done yet. We would not leave you if we didn't do Sandy Petty first. Okay, so Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. Kara, Sanity or Petty this week? Well, I mean, I'm torn because... I'm actually having a really good time watching Twitter go up in flames. So that's like my petty. But I would say my Sanny is that I'm not going anywhere for Thanksgiving. And I'm so excited. I'm staying in LA. I'm seeing friends. And I'm not going to have to deal with any family. And that's exciting. I mean, I love my family. But, you know, it's just kind of fun to just have it be. Yeah. It's the travel. It's the travel that, yeah. The travel, all the stuff. Yeah, I'm just like happy to be hanging at home and um, I'll just continue to watch. I'm sure Elon Musk will be like, everybody put your stuffing down and get your asses back to work and I'll be able to watch that happen on Twitter and be able to combine my Sani and my Petty. Do you normally travel for Thanksgiving, Kara? I'll be honest, I don't because I find the window too small. Like Christmas, it's like any you can leave any time from like the 10th to like the 25th. You know what I mean? Like, but but the window of Thanksgiving is too small for me. I barely ever travel for it. And I when I was living in New York, I just hopped on a train home to Connecticut. And so since I left the East Coast, I think maybe I've traveled once on Thanksgiving. But and it was pre-kids. I thought you meant the window on the plane. And I go, they do need bigger windows. Let's get a skylight in this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the lighting's not right. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's my one issue with traveling is the window size. Yeah. Yes. The window is too small. I'll also add on Thanksgiving and Christmas too close together because for especially people like us where it's like you do need to be taking like a cross country flight. One time, I'm one time I'm doing that, not twice, not yeah. back to back. And I just took my kids across the country in August and September. So we said this year we're sitting our little butts at home for both holidays. Never again. It's too much. I have said for years that we should move Christmas to January 25th for a variety of reasons. Ooh. Yeah. So the reasons are first of all, the spacing of the holidays. Like, mm-hmm. second of all, January 25th happens at, for people that live in cold climates, really. The part in the calendar where you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be like this for like three more months. And you're really starting to reach the depths of despair. So it'll give you like a little pick me up in the middle of of dark times. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it's just it breaks the winter up better. It breaks the winter up. It gives you more time. It would allow people like us to like. And also Christmas is sort of arbitrarily placed on the calendar anyway. 
Right. Like, is anyone checking baby Jesus's birth certificate? We don't know. I mean, am I supposed to believe he was a Sagittarius? <laughs> or no, Capricorn. A Capricorn. A Capricorn like my husband. My husband, too. Both of no our husbands. No way could a Capricorn get that. My husband's a Capricorn also. <gasps> oh, my gosh. My husband's a Capricorn, Capricorn rising. So he's a double Capricorn. Oh, Oh, my goodness. No way could a Capricorn accomplish that much in three years. Wow. Shots fired at the Capricorn. Shading the caps. You heard it here first. I'm a Cap rising, so. So am I. What? I think I'm a Capricorn rising. I just had my whole thing done on this other podcast about astrology. But I agree with you. Yes, let's put it on the bill with daylight savings. Out with daylight Mm -hmm. savings, Mm -hmm. in with a January 25th Christmas. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if the like fundamentalist Christians that are in in charge of our government take issue with that, we can just move secular Christmas to then. We get to enjoy the post-Christmas sales. Mm -hmm. We get to enjoy the cheaper flights and let them just like have their arbitrary. No, we're doing it on the most expensive and difficult day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, Megan. Sanity Corner or I Feel Petty? So I'll take um, Kara's theme one step further. I originally, I'm also staying in Los Angeles, not traveling for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And for Thanksgiving, I sent out a text inviting people over to my home, said, let's do a potluck pitch-in. And then Kara gave me a sliver of an opening and I said, I'm out. I'm done. You're all uninvited. (laughs) And now I'm going to a restaurant. (laughs) I I cancel Thanksgiving going to a restaurant and I've never, I've never felt happier um, just to go. And I wasn't even going to make a turkey. I was just only going to open the door to my home and now I'm closing it shut and I feel a weight off my shoulders. That's amazing. We were supposed to all go out to dinner for Thanksgiving in 2019, the last uh, pre-pandemic Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Megan's entire family got sick. In retrospect, was it COVID? No, it was the flu. But so me and my family, it was me, my husband, and at the time, my seven-month-old baby, we just went out and took their reservation at a steakhouse mm-hmm. and had dinner. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. My daughter was drinking breast milk at the time. It was a wild Thanksgiving. Um, but now, yeah. So we're running it back. We're going the place we were going to go in 2019 with my Capricorn husband and my seven-month-old baby. Oh, my God. It's really... <laughs> Sliding doors. And to throw a petty in, I would just like to say following Larsa Pippen's dating exploits fill me with a Venn diagram joy that combined my love of Real Housewives and the MBA into one big old fat Larsa Pippen booty. So thank you. Okay. Explain what is happening. Oh, okay. So Larsa Pippen, ex-wife of Scottie Pippen, NBA Hall of Famer, Bulls legend, won uh, the six championships with Michael Jordan and a goat friend, a friend goat. So she has dated multiple NBA athletes um, and now is dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan. What? Talk about it. Scottie Pippen with the assist once again. Wow. Yes. Yep. To a Jordan. Uh, so Scotty's got to be furious. They had no prenup. She got half of everything. Uh-huh. And so now she is taking Michael Jordan's son out to eat on Scotty Pippen's dime. <laughs> I love it. That I can't believe yeah. that's real. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is so wild. Do they not feel like family? Are they friends, Scotty and Michael? Um, I think they've had a 
bit of a falling out. Oh, okay. So it's even weirder. Um, And everyone's like, Scotty's lost his mind. And it's like, yeah, probably because of Larsa. <laughs> um, but he's definitely much younger, which is her M.O., but yeah, people have wondered if she babysat him. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> I don't think Larsa was the hired babysitter when she was married to Scotty. Yeah. But it, it she's known him since he was born, I think. That is so creepy. Wow. You know, maybe yeah. women get to be extremely creepy as well. It's feminism. We're taking it back. Who was she liking posts on that was creepy once too, Megan? It was gossipy. Bronnie James. Yeah. LeBron's son, who's really young. Who's in high school. Yeah. But everyone was like, maybe she's liking it like you like photos of Conrad. Like it's like, <laughs> all right, all right. You know, maybe she said that's a cute birthday party. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm still like wrapping my head around that. That's that's so yeah, much. It's incredible. That's so much because on one hand, I love the there's like a subculture of women who date NBA players who are, like, much older than the NBA players. And I love that for them. Heroes. Yeah. Like, Lisa Ann, the the former uh, adult actress, Lisa Ann. Yeah. Essential workers. <laughs> exactly. But she's, I mean, she's not, she's retired now. She's, like, a producer and an author, and she has her own podcast, and she's doing other stuff. But, like, she's also just like, yep, I like to date young athletes, which, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. Um. So I love that for them dislike the it's her ex so yeah it's a whole nother layer it's a study in contrast 100 percent um okay i guess mine is gonna be thanksgiving related as well so i think that the discourse around thanksgiving foods has been pretty well explored during, you know, the height of blogging people being like thanksgiving foods are bad foods or whatever i just want to say I think that for Thanksgiving, we should explore other meats besides turkey. Like, and and not like tradition. We should explore like pheasant, mm. duck, goose. Other fowl. Yeah, other fowl, indeed. Isn't goose a Christmas thing? I mean, I don't even eat meat, but isn't it a Christmas goose? I'm going off of my, like, knowledge of the Donald Duck Scrooge. It, uh, yeah. Aaron, maybe you should do a turducken. Yeah. Uh... No, turducken. I, I that just seems like you know whatever biblically is at the root of the idea of like kosher eating, like don't eat an animal cooked with its mother's milk, like whatever. Yeah, I feel like that principle applies especially to a bird cooked inside another bird. Like just meat in stuffed in other meat. Yeah, is. A little human centipede. <laughs> you know what? Venison would be a great Thanksgiving meat. Venison's delicious. It's and deer are pests. They are. Like in a lot of parts of the country, we need to call the population and the meat's good meat. How many deer do you think I've hit with my car in my life? Two. Three. Who said two? I did. Who said three? I did. Three is the winner. <laughs> oh, Honestly, though, in a lot of vehicles, in a lot of situations, it's more dangerous for you to try to avoid hitting mm. the deer than it is mm -hmm. to actually hit the deer. Especially if it's a big deer. <laughs> People are not going to like this portion <laughs> yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah. We are going to get some emails. I don't want anyone to think I was hitting them like it was a video game. They, uh, In every situation, they came, they ran out and I was scared for my life. 
listen, you are a serial killer of deer and you need to stop liking my son's photos, you creep. I bought these little things for my car that were supposed to like, when the wind blows through them, it's supposed to scare off deer. Like I did everything what? I could. Oh, man. I was trying to warn them. I was trying to warn them that I was coming through. <laughs> um... Kara, I'm just going to I'm going to throw this out there where I grew up. Deer getting hit is such a thing and also eating deer is such a thing that if a deer gets hit, sometimes like someone will call up the person that lives near where the deer was hit and be like, hey, there's a fresh deer that I just hit. It's dead. And the person will go and like harvest the deer. That's actually part of the reason I don't go home for Thanksgiving. Even when I lived in Chicago, I barely went home for Thanksgiving. And it's because it's in deer season. And so the whole area smells Mm. like mammal blood. There's dead deer everywhere. Living in upstate New York and going to school in Vermont. Yep. Yep. It was so bad. It smells like tampons just everywhere. Like childbirth. We should be eating venison on Thanksgiving is what I'm saying. Well, this has been a real advertisement for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I think I I actually think that hunting humane subsistence hunting is like a great valuable and should be like supported and given space for. But I don't want to do it. So um, Alyssa, sanity corner or petty? You guys going into the holidays, I have a sanity because I had three major things on my to-do list that I had been avoiding at all cost, and I did them. I have cleaned the garage. The garage <gasps> what? is spotless. I what? So the thing is, where my house is, it's very, very windy, and so every time I tried to do it, I was like, eh, it's all just going to blow back in. And then one day before the storm, as us settlers do up north, I was like, oh, the storm's coming. It's not windy. So I did the garage. Then I cleaned the basement. What? And then I uh, put clothes out for Salvation Army slash Goodwill. And so I really was like, this will make me feel so good going into the holidays. And I feel a lightness. I feel so good. So that's my sanity. I cleaned some shit. <sighs> Congratulations to you, man. That, that oh, sounds yeah, amazing. Thank you. Oh, and I recycled the shit that was in the garage. I broke down the boxes and I took them to my boys at the dump. Can't believe you live in a place with a dump. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I love it. I love you have dump boys. I'd love to get my eyes on them. Listen, that Henry, <laughs> Henry gets saucy no. with me, but he takes my peanuts. You know what I'm saying? What? Oh, what is <laughs> happening? Men at work over here. Oh, Megan, this brings me back to a walk that we took near like a college campus that's close to where we both live. And we took the walk during a season when the baseball team was practicing. Um, uh, There's a vantage point where you can like see the baseball field. It's a really beautiful campus. Um, And we turn the corner and Megan is like, woo, woo. Like she can't. Yeah, I go, look alive, ladies. <laughs> we got baseball. I'm Larsa Pippen. I mean. <laughs> they were literally like 250 feet away from us. They were not close enough. And Megan was like, who, who? Like, <laughs> I kept being like, this isn't my baby. I'm Manny. <laughs> uh, well, this has been an amazing Sandy Petty. I hope everybody listening had a great holiday or a great random Thursday if you're not in the U.S., Thank you, Alyssa, for being my ride or die. Thank you, Megan and Kara, for sticking around for this great, fun advice episode. And listeners, thanks to all of you. We have a really awesome episode next week, and I don't want to, like, spill the beans, but uh, 
it's you will want to listen next week. So we will see you then. Take care. Hysteria is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Rustin is our senior producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer. And Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis are the sound engineers. And our editor is Sarah Gibalaska and the folks at Chapter 4. Thank you to our digital team, Nar Melkonian, Mia Kelman, Milo Kim, and Matt DeGroote. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.